Can we just talk about summer for a second? The sun shining, the beach calling, and oh, the style. Macy's is your ultimate summer style destination, whether you're jet setting or just chilling in your backyard. I'm all about easy breezy outfits and Macy's has it all. From flowy summer dresses to those must-have espadrilles and Levi's skirts, Macy's has them. Oh, and those Dolce Vita sandals, let me tell you, they're a game changer for all-day comfort and style. Don't even get me started on matching sets. We all know I live in matching sets all year long, so I've got my eye on some super chic sets at Macy's. So whether you're prepping for a vacation or a staycation, head over to Macy's.com slash style and let Macy's hook you up with everything you need for the perfect summer vibe. That's Macy's.com slash style. Don't miss out. Own your summer style with Macy's. Let's make this summer one to remember. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. That we are. And it is a great Monday already because I have given Becca a long, lengthy hug. I am sitting very close to her and she has not complained about my smell. So we are in the clear. Here's the thing I realized over the weekend. I don't smell you. However, I realized that I can't smell other things that I should be able to smell. So please don't use me as your example. It's not a good barometer. I'm yeah, because I but think maybe this is the answer, Tanya. You just hang out with people recovering from COVID for the rest of the time here and then you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard because I don't know. Like there's a part of me that has to accept that this might be the extent of my smell range, which is hard, you know, because I've always loved like smelling is such a powerful scent. Yeah. Do you know how many candles? I have a pumpkin candle burning and a, a pine tree candle burning in my house right now. I don't smell any of that. Oh so that's not God. good. Um, I think my nasal passages are still inflamed from COVID and 
I'm dealing with it, but I don't smell you. So that's great. I know. And you know what? I do have to say thank you to the scrub sisters that hit me up because I have never been bombarded with this many DMs in a very long time about something very specific. And it was a lot of people that are also detoxing their armpits. And I got like clay mask links and the people sent me different stories of like this apple cider vinegar concoction that you can use. Um, so I just want to say thank you, everybody. I, I feel a community around me really. Um, and I feel motivated in this charge of detox. I bet if you typed in hashtag deodorant detox on TikTok, you would find so many resources. Packs. Yeah, I know. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know which one to choose right now. I'm just going the natural path of just sans at all. But I do think I want to try like the clay mask or something. What does that do? Detoxes. I'm like a mask for your face, but you oh, put it on your armpit, so it, so it like pulls it like out clears all the. It? Yes, interesting. You should do one of those, um, like those black clay mask or whatever. That's what they it looks get. like. Yeah, but I think when you peel it off, it's gonna feel like a wax. Well, no, I don't have hair down there. I still no, shave my armpits. When you pull your, like, it'll tug on the pores or something. I don't know. Anyways, Anyways. I don't smell you. Congrats to me, and congrats to you on that. Thank you. So um, much. how was your Thanksgiving? It was so great. I feel like I'm still recovering. It was a long weekend of activities, but like, it's so fun. Like when I tell you, I couldn't stop smiling. I was on cloud nine the entire day. And then when people started leaving, I got so sad. Oh my God. I was like, no, let's not have the party be done. I was like, come on, shots, shots. I tried to turn it into like a party. I tried to invite some of my friends over. On Thanksgiving? Like, yes. <laughs> That is the most It didn't work. Ever. Yeah. Everybody left, ended up leaving around like six o'clock. So my plan didn't work, but it was so much fun. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Y'all hosted. We hosted and it was like 30 people. We did it outside in his backyard and it was a lot of his family was in town from New York. So it was the majority of them. And then my parents came as well. Mm-hmm. And so it was just fun to kind of have everybody in this space together mm-hmm like laughing and joking and drinking and there was so much food and it was just the best time ever was that the first time the parents met yeah were you like that would make me that would I would be nervous about that I was nervous that morning I started getting like mm-hmm. nervous butterflies, butterflies yeah. but once I got my parents like in I was totally fine after that and then I started drinking and then it's just like fun do y'all remember when like Mark when you're like when your in-laws meet or you're anyone like your sibling mm. in-laws, it it's such a, I don't know. It's almost like bringing different friend groups together. Like, you know, like yeah. when you bring different friends from different parts of your life and you're like worried if they're going to get along, but it's totally fine. And I don't know why we make such a big deal about it in our heads, but I guess it could go wrong, but not with your family. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what could go wrong? Just well, you make it work. You know, like my family and my wife's family come from two sides of the political spectrum, definitely, and probably wouldn't agree on a whole long list of things. But you you can always find things you can talk about. You can always find things you have in common, and you can always find ways to hit it off. And that's exactly what they've done for the past 25 years. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just people... I mean, I, I always take on the responsibility of everyone having a good time, which I realize is not my responsibility. And like, right. if someone acts a certain way or gets too drunk or does something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then one of my friends one time was like, that's not your responsibility. And it was like this eye-opening moment of me being like, oh my gosh, why do I do that? I take on everyone's actions yeah. as my own. Like, I feel like because 
I invited them or they're my friend that like how they behave is on me, which they're like, we're all adults. So I don't know why I do that. I know. And like, honestly, Red Star is just like cool as a cucumber. Like when it just comes to things like this, everything, like I was, everything. <laughs> but I was starting to get kind of like nervous, anxious, like, do we have enough food? Do we have enough this? And he was just like, so cool. The whole planning process. And it really went off without a hitch like it really was really great and so it's very nice to have a partner that is calm because I'm the opposite of calm I'm like very high strong um so that was nice to kind of see that happen you know what I'm realizing about myself which this is something we've all known I you know how I always run late to everything yeah I think there's something deeper here because oh, I think here we it- go here we go This is like you talking about your childhood drama for Uh everything, you know? Okay, but this is actually, I'm serious about this because I decided I don't want to be late to things anymore. However, I think it's something about committing to time and plans. If it's like on me, like if it's my decision to be like, this is when we're going to do this. And then it's my decision to get ready on time. I have a really hard time committing to a time or plan and I don't know what where that comes from or why I am like that I think but I I attribute that also to my always being late that made no sense <laughs> <laughs> like zero I don't know like I'm saying anybody like, else no I'm Just saying me? like I'm saying like if I'm okay if someone else has a set time like hey this is when this party started this this is when the dinner's happening and I'm on someone else's time and I'm late. That's just me. Like, I don't know if it's something about I feel like I need I don't like to be the first one to show up. So then I overshoot it and I'm late. So it's just like rude and disrespectful at that point. But I think my other issue is that if it's on me, like, hey, Becca, what time are we doing this? My natural reaction is to be like, just like whenever, you know, like I have a weird thing about setting a time that's interesting. See, now yeah. Yeah, we are getting into something now. You're getting into kind of the, the deep, the origins of this chronic lateness. But it just makes no sense. It's like, when when do you want to have a dinner reservation? Oh, just whenever. Like, it's like around you have to seven make... feels safer to me than being like seven. Well, you, ha- you have a reservation. You have to be there at seven. <laughs> well, no, there's 15 minute grace period at most oh places. My God. So wait, so for Thanksgiving, what did you do? And what time was your Thanksgiving plan? Okay, well, Thanksgiving dinner was at 4.30. What time did you show up? I was there at two. Like we went early. Oh. So I was like, and that's what I'm saying. Like at certain things, I'm I can be, I'm capable of being on time. Well, but yes, if it's a any social, human is capable of no, being on time. Yeah, yeah. Some some most of us are. Um, but like if I was going to a dinner and I was by myself, like let's say I'm by myself, I'm showing up to a dinner and I'm walking in by myself, I get really anxious about the entry by myself. Okay, this and, is total bullshit because i swear it's because not you, you we have the podcast every day every week at the same time and you're late to it every single week mm-hmm. that's not a social thing i'm not late every single week nine out of ten times i'm not late every single week nine out of well, ten we started no, late not. today i don't well, know that's why we I was, late today. well i was here i was here on time i just had to eat a snack and it was she was here at noon no, I was here Which at is noon. when we were supposed to start. I came from Venice. I, I literally had a crazy morning. I really did have a crazy morning. I got here on time, but then I was hungry. And Tanya's house is not easily accessible <laughs> to find snacks. So I had to scour, sure. see what I could find. And I'm surprised you found those crackers. Like, I don't know how I did. long I spotted some crackers. They <laughs> got the job done. But yeah. anyways, what I'm trying to say, I think I have some setback that I need to 
figure out with my therapist. Well, you rebel. You rebel against structure yes. and schedule. And I'd be curious what it was in your childhood that made no, you No, but way. Becca's the opposite. She, you do not rebel against structure and like in real life. Like, I feel like you like to people please. You like structure. You like rules. You like to abide by. No, but he's right. I rebel against time. having plans and a set time. It makes me feel non-committal. Makes me feel trapped or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a thing. Just because you don't relate doesn't mean it's not a thing. I know. I really don't. And you know, Patty from the Morning Show has the same like chronic, what, uh, chronic, chronic issue. Issue. Yeah. yeah. And she tries to explain it to me as well, and I don't understand. No, only people who. And then I see these TikToks, and they're like. It's just disrespectful. Like when you're late, you're just being a totally rude. You're a person who doesn't care about anyone else. And I'm like, okay, that's not how, like when I'm late, I'm pretty stressed about being late, but yet I'm chronically late, but I'm not like chilling. Like I'm not walking in, not feeling the pressure of being late. You know what I'm well, saying? It's a lot of unnecessary stress, though. Right. Like, it's like when we were flying to Vegas and we're all there at our gate checking in and walking on the plane. And these two were like running at the speed of sound trying to catch the plane sweating buckets by the time they get to us because they were so stressed i was like what is the point of that actually that day i was i was on time <laughs> waiting for Haley. so thank you <laughs> i see some of this in my daughter though like it'll be a weekend day and i'm like okay how about this at noon we'll do this and at two we'll do this and she's like no 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 i want nothing i don't want any man i don't want to have any kind of structure i just want to let it happen Mark, this is exactly how I feel that you even saying that on a Saturday too, like having planned out things makes me <laughs> literally, I started to panic for your daughter just then. And I, I'm the opposite. When I have a wide open Saturday with nothing to do, uh, I immediately start locking in. I can do this and then this and then this and then me this too, and me this. Too. All That's the stuff I can get done today. Me too. Me too. I did the exact, I had like a four hours off this weekend, like without plans. And you know what I did? Popped right out of bed and cleaned out all my clothes put them in trash bags, brought them to my parents' house. Well, as go. we have realized, and Easton hasn't chimed in much, I think he stands more on the all side of things, but there are two types Ooh. of people in the world. It's true. And Was who's to right? say either one is right? Was I right, Easton? I, I'm, I'm with you, Becca. I mean, I get very, when there are plans, I feel very trapped. I, I, I don't like it. Um, like, especially like, when we, we went to Nashville for, for Ben's uh, wedding and, you know, I have friends in Nashville and there's people I wanted to see. And like every time they were like, so what are you doing? What are you doing on Saturday? Let's make some plans. I was like, we're just playing by ear. I don't know. You know, like <laughs> well, yeah, on vacation, it's different. And it, well, I mean, yeah. And, and I, I do live my, my daily life like this, especially like my, my Monday through Friday is so regimented. I, 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 I have a lot of work I have to do during the week. Um, so on the weekends, I like to play that thing as loose as I possibly can. Like yeah. I, if something comes to mind, we can do it. And if not, I don't know. I, I love having a week of no plans and just doing whatever I want. Or like if someone's coming in town and they're like way in advance, like it's a month in advance and they're like, Hey, I'm going to be here. Can we make a reservation for Friday night at six? I'm like, that is so far away. <laughs> what if I'm not feeling social that night? You know, like you just don't know. <laughs> I'm with so, you 100%. Wow, no, that makes no. me feel better. Yeah, I'm not either. Actually, speaking of Nashville, though, which is very funny, the guy that I used to date that I told you Red Star and him like hit it off, whatever, he now he wants to hang out with us 
out here. She like texted me the other day. So now the three of us are going to go to dinner. I'm just like, this is just too much. Let's find him. Do you have single friends? Let's find him. I know. Playing matchmaker is a lot harder than one thing. So I actually need to apologize to everybody in my life that I put pressure on to be a matchmaker for me when I was single, because it really is a tough spot to be in because you want both people to be happy about it and excited about it. And if one is like, well, why do you want to set me up with this person? It's like, well, shoot, you know? Yeah, but it's like, I know, I, think I know. Yeah, you overthinking take, I know. It, like. Oh, really me overthinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So last week we did our interview where our guest today is Jaya from um, Sex, Love and Goop. And we talked to her last week and I had only watched the first episode and I have since watched more of the episode. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, but I am so excited for y'all to listen to this interview, especially if you're someone who has like shame or insecurities around sex and being sexual and your sexual relationship with your partner It is such or a- your sexual relationship with yourself. You know? Yeah, just Get in your general. vibrators out and zzz. Yeah. Well, listen to the episode and then also wait before we get into the interview. I do want to say we talked about the Jonas Brothers roast and how I got invited. And then I said no, because it was your birthday party. Mm -hmm. I have watched it and it is the funniest freaking thing I have ever seen. It is so freaking funny. I kept watching it and looking at the people in the audience and thinking that could have been me. That could have been me. But I was at Becca's party. But I was at Becca's party. Dressed as Courtney. Dressed as Courtney. (laughs) So... It really opened up that wound again, watching the roast. Um, but if anybody hasn't seen it, it is a highly recommended Netflix special. I would also like to say a lot of the comments on the Instagram posts were like, oh my gosh, sorry, Becca. Like I totally would have chosen the Jonas Brothers, which like I said, I would not, I'm <laughs> would not have been mad about it. But also like, are y'all, do y'all have good friends? Like, do you have any good friends in your <laughs> life? Because like... <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I thought people were going to be like, for sure, I'd go to my best friend's birthday. And almost all of them were like, sorry, Becca, the Jonas Mm -hmm. Brothers. And I'm like, damn, it was an intimate crowd. It was an intimate crew. And just it felt like they were all laughing together as one. And (laughs) maybe next time when they do a roast. It was really heartbreaking. It really opened up that wound again. (laughs) Well, once again, my condolences and (laughs) thank you for showing up to my party. All right. Um, so we are going to let you listen to our interview with Jaya. She's awesome. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. 
With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more, like at-home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit, or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. All right, you guys. So this is a moment really Tanya has been waiting for for weeks now. And I have recently watched Sex, Love, and Goop. But we have Jaya here who... I you came up with developed wrote about the um erotic blueprint and please welcome Jaya to the scrubbing NOR. <laughs> so 
I was Tanya has been talking about Sex, Love and Goop and the erotic blueprint. And she has been really trying to convince me to watch it. And it wasn't that I didn't want to. Tanya always gets really excited about things. So I never know like <laughs> what I'm actually going to like personally. <laughs> and so I watched it over the weekend and you are just the coolest. Oh, thank so you. Tanya's excitement for you and the show really lived up to all the expectations. <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> well, I want to start out because so actually a scrubber suggested the show to me because I think that because she was like, I really want to hear your opinion about it because I think that the show covers a lot of stuff that's really taboo for people to talk about openly. Like people don't even, some people don't even share with their best friends about the woes of their intimate lives, their, their sex lives. And so for people to do it on a TV camera, show right? on camera <laughs> is so wild to me. But I, so I'm like obsessed with the five love languages and speaking the love language to your partner that they receive. But I didn't know that there was a whole separate love language that's called the sexual blueprints mm -hmm. so for everybody listening can you explain what those five five are and just kind of yeah maybe like a pg version yeah so the five erotic blueprints are like a language like similar to the love languages they kind of show us who we are and what it is that turns us on in the bedroom and then also where our shadow parts are and so the five are, the first one's energetic and it's somebody who's turned on by anticipation, space, tease, longing. So think about like the moment before you kiss somebody, it's the turn on is all in that. And then there's the sensual and the sensual is someone who's turned on by all of their senses ignited. So think taste, smell, closeness, whereas the energetic love space, the sensual collapses space. So they want body to body, skin to skin. And then the sexual and the sexual is someone who is turned on by what we think of as sex in our culture. So it's our kind of standard narrative of what sex is, intercourse, nudity, orgasms, those kinds of things. And then kinky is what's taboo for you. So what feels taboo? And, and that's the important definition of it. I think people think one thing about kink, but really in this, in the blueprint model, it's, oh, that feels like an edge. That feels like it's something I shouldn't be doing. And there are two types of kinky. There's the psychological kinky, and then there's a more sensation-based kinky. So a psychological kinky might like power play or power dynamics or surrendering or or being in power and a sensation based might like in, a sensation that feels extreme, like intense sensation or impact. And then the final one is the shapeshifter and the shapeshifter, someone who's turned on by all of it. So they like, that's me. Things. You're a shapeshifter? <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you take the quiz? Sure did. Yeah. Did you play the games at home? Like we do in the show? Sure did. Well, I tried. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but you know, I think it's so important because I feel like, um, I, I don't want to like stereotype, but I feel like mostly, you know, you hear all these stats about how whatever, 70% of women fake their orgasms mm -hmm. because I think they're afraid to speak up about the things that they actually want. Is that part of the reason you think? Yeah. I mean, so there's a number of reasons why people fake or don't speak up. One is we don't want to hurt our partner's feelings or their ego, or, you know, our partner has reacted badly in the past. Sometimes like I tell them something and then they go into their own stuff and I don't get my needs met. So that's one thing is either, either we've given up or we don't want to hurt our partner or in the moment we don't want to like, Oh, we're having such a nice dinner. Oh, we're having such a nice time together. I don't want to say anything to ruin the moment. And so then we sort of suffer through and, and then don't say anything. And then it comes up again and we're in the moment again and don't want to say anything. And so there's, there's a number of reasons why we don't speak up. And sometimes it's also because I don't know, like I'm trying to figure it out. Like, 
I don't know about you, but me in the moment, sometimes I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Do I like that? Do I not like that? Like, I don't know if I like that, or I don't know what to say that would help make that better. Like, I don't know if it's lighter or slower or faster or something completely different. I feel I grew up in a very like conservative Christian home and there was so much, um, I guess, guilt and shame around sex and intimacy. And so I feel like a lot of people and I know we've had a lot of our listeners write in who have either waited for marriage or they've only had one partner and then they got married and the sex wasn't good. And they were like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I fix this? Because I waited all this time and we finally have had sex and it was really awkward. And I wonder if you have any advice for how do people get feel comfortable and connected to themselves in order to even feel confident, like figuring out their sexual style or how they want to be loved and be able to love others. Mm -hmm. I think that begins with your own inquiry into, well, what about sex is uncomfortable? What, what about my history? I love asking people about their sex education growing up. And a lot of people said, I didn't get one. Like we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about it. It was taboo. And I said, that's your education right there, right? There was your education. It's taboo. It's something I shouldn't talk about And then that carries over in your life. So the first thing is really examining, like, what do I know about myself? That is the programming or conditioning or education that I got. And then it's unlearning. So many people talk about learning about sex, but really it's unlearning those messages, even around our gender too. Like, oh, well, what does it mean to be sexual as a cisgendered heterosexual woman Mm -hmm. versus someone else who grew up in a taboo culture and identify as a different or a marginalized um, gender or identity. And so like, we all have that journey that then shapes us, but it's not who we really are. And so it's, it's first that decision of like, I want to go on this journey of sexual awakening and who am I, who am I really without all of that? And am I willing to look at the shame that comes up or the embarrassment that comes up Mm -hmm. and sit with it and let it show you, let it show you. I think so, so often we're trying to avoid these things Mm -hmm. instead of leaning into them. It's true. I mean, I think we all run from anything that feels uncomfortable or taboo. Like it's very natural to like just turn your head and go in the other direction to avoid like confronting that. How did you get started on like discovering this? Like how did you discover the erotic blueprints and how did you like was something going on in your life where you're like, what is happening that I'm not connecting with my partner? I think it was two things. It was my own partner, my own sex life, because my own sex life seems to be my research lab. Like whatever's <laughs> kind of going on there, then it kind of goes on to life. But um, and then also it was showing up in my practice. So I work with a lot of couples who had a discrepancy in their sex life. One wanted more, one wanted less, one wanted sensual, the other person wanted something more sexual. And so I started to notice in my own practice these different ways of being or the ways that people were turned on. And that's kind of how the erotic blueprints were born was me going, oh, this is like, not everybody fits the standard narrative Mm -hmm. of what we're told. And when I started to notice that, I started to go, oh, uh oh, I'm doing the standard narrative of my own sex life. I had written the books on the sex tips. You know, I already had like three books out on sex (laughs) tips. I was doing striptease classes. I was, I was, you know, approaching sex with my partner. Hey, you want to have sex tonight? 
And he would just kind of not be interested. And I didn't understand. I'm like, I'm beautiful. You know, I'm strip teasing. Like I'm doing all the <laughs> things. I know all the techniques. I'm this, I'm the sex expert. Like why yeah. can't I get my own partner to have sex with me? Like I could not understand what's going on. And that's when the blueprints came was out of my own, you know, him rolling over on one side of the bed, me rolling over on the other mm-hmm. going, I'm incongruent with my work. Like I don't, I, I would cry myself to sleep at night, actually like, whoa, I can't, I don't have the sex life that I want. And then I found out that he wasn't a sexual blueprint and I was approaching everything in the sexual blueprint and he's actually sensual kinky. And so as soon as I discovered that everything turned around for us, like it was, it was almost instantaneous. Like I had access to his arousal. He would say things like, oh, you're too obvious. And that right there should have been because the sexual is so obvious. Like, let's have sex. Like, totally. <laughs> but I feel like so because I feel like we've had some people, maybe like one or two people email in saying that they don't feel the the chemistry, like they're not having like good sex. Do you think that you can really make a like have good sex with anybody as long as there's like love there, if they're willing to like give it a shot? If you have the foundation of love. I think that sex is a skill. There is chemistry that does play a role. I mean, so if we look at, I'm going to get geeky a little bit here. So there's a nerve called cranial nerve zero. And one of the things I find fascinating about cranial nerve zero is that it smells pheromones. And what it does is it reads, it goes right to the sex center of the brain and a pheromone is bigger than a smell molecule. So it's going to the sex center of the brain and it reads the immune system of your partner to see if you would make good offspring and then creates uh, attraction. So like these little things are going on, like in our bodies, right? So there is a chemistry, a biochemistry that's happening. That's more of the animal part of us, like mm-hmm. meet with this person because you're going to make good babies with them. Right. And then mm-hmm. which is fascinating to me that we're picking up these subtle things all the time and then there's skill. And so if you have love and if you had attraction at the beginning, or if you, you have these, these cursors, you know, that are there, Mm -hmm. then it's everything after that is not about sexual incompatibility. It's about, can I learn the skill set that turns my partner on it? Am I willing? This is the big key is willingness. Yeah. Because if you have somebody who's unwilling, no, you know, like then it's like, oh, now I have to make this choice of being with a person who's unwilling to learn my blueprint, my language and how I'm turned on. But you were saying that a lot of people don't want to like, you know, ruin the moment or interrupt their nice dinner or whatever. So if you, if people were coming and they're listening and they're saying, you know, I need to have this conversation with my partner, how would you suggest that they start this conversation? The first thing is to say something really positive. So don't come in with, we need to talk. There's something wrong like that. (laughs) I was going to just put them on edge right away. And so I like to start with something that has to do with what I want to discuss. Like, you know, we've been together for a while and I really love all the times that we've made love together and that you've touched me. And I just really am grateful for the physical relationship that we've had. And then the next step is now create some safety, even deeper safety for them, which is. And, and I'd love to have a conversation around our sex life, 
what would have you feel safe to have that conversation or when would be a good time? So you're making a request, but you're, you're creating safety at the same time. Another suggestion I have is, is find a media media article or the sex, love and goop show, or I say to people, blame it on me all the time. I heard this lady Jaya talking about erotic blueprints you know? <laughs> and, and, and see how your partner responds. See how your partner, that's like really safe because then it's not you bringing it to them. It's right. And like on a Wednesday morning, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Not like Saturday night, you're like going to dinner and you're like, Hey, here's this article. Like Wednesday morning feels like very not aggressive. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's not the weekend where you you might be having sex and yep. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, the frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. 
And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more like at home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Yeah, I think all of our egos are are so sensitive, but I do feel like a lot of couples talk about the five love languages, and I feel like if you're in a relationship and you're trying to get it to work, why wouldn't you want every area of your life to be fulfilling for both people? Cause exactly. I personally, I find pleasure in my significant other being pleasured. So like, as long as we're both happy, I feel like that's a huge important part for me. But I think sometimes sex and intimacy is a very selfish um, act because we want to feel good so badly that sometimes we neglect what's important for the other person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say that if you're in a really, and you can do blueprints if you're single, they're good for dating because, um, you know, you can kind of know, start to read people and kind of, know, <laughs> yeah. like, but, but if you're in a relationship, you know, it's once you know yourself, then you want to own who you are. And I think that that's important in that relationship to go, here's who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to know who you are and what would feed you. So after you do that, it's learning how to feed each other, Mm -hmm. speak each other's language, just like any personality or, you know, test like the disc or Enneagram or some of these different, the love languages. It's like, okay, I want to know you. And then I want to help speak your language so that I'm not speaking, we're not speaking foreign languages to each other. And then we heal the shadow aspects of the blueprints, which we haven't talked about yet, but the, what are those things that are the shadow sides that are holding us back in our sexuality? And that's our own work to do. And then oh. the final thing is to expand because you can expand into new blueprint territory. Well, I was going to say, so would, have you had different experiences where you're different blueprints with different partners? Are yes. you, do you stay really? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you can change. So like you taking the test, like Tanya the other day was saying she took the Enneagram test and hers keeps changing. And so I was thinking, I wonder if it's the same way for this, where like you can take the test and have that experience with one partner and then you meet someone new and it's totally different for you. Yeah. It's interesting. I somewhat think that in relationship and, and they talk about this in the Enneagram, which is the Enneagram shows you where you're limited. And I feel the same thing with the blueprints. When you have your blueprint, it's showing you, well, I have access here, but I don't have access in the rest of the spectrum. And so I think that when we have a partner, like 
my partner and I are complete opposite in our blueprint. So I'm sexual energetic and he's sensual kinky. I'm zero kinky. He's zero sexual, (laughs) but we've expanded out of that. Like we've Mm -hmm. both over time expanded into new territory, but that was where we, we met. And I think it's because our, our sexuality is trying to complete itself. So we attract someone who has what we don't have. And so it's like a puzzle coming together. And then we're, we find where we don't have access in our sexuality, and then we can cultivate that and expand into it. And I don't know if you, if you can really, if you have the answer to this, or if you have an opinion on this, but um, for people who are in a steady, like committed relationship, how often should they be having sex? So should be having sex is kind of up to, right. Right. But people say that one time a week, I was with Ian Kerner recently in a lecture and he was saying one time a week gets the relationship to this place of happiness. And so at least once a week, now, some of us who are sexuals, any sexuals listening may go one time a week, (laughs) that's not enough. And so, um, you know, different blueprints are going to say different things. And it depends on and this has been a really interesting question for me lately has been, what has you feel satiated? Like for a shapeshifter, especially someone who's like a sexual shapeshifter, satiated, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like three hours later, I, I can keep going, you know, like tomorrow <laughs> again, let's do another three hours. Like, let's try this other thing that we didn't try in the last session. Like, I'm curious about more, like more is more and more feels good. So, um, there's that, what is it that has us feel that feeling of satiation? And I think even just culturally looking at our careers, looking at food, looking at anything, we can go, okay, how do I ease the distress of feeling like I'm not satiated mm-hmm. and reach satiation? I think this could change our whole world if we started to just learn what it, what it feels like to actually be satisfied and satiated in our world in general and everything mm-hmm. like we're never satisfied our society is like <laughs> never satisfied with anything yeah. yeah there's always this promise of something out in the future right like that's going to make yeah. us happier as opposed to right here in this moment that that to me is a practice i was going to say i was just having this conversation with someone the other day and i was saying we barely get to celebrate our success or any any like achievements because we're moving on to what are we doing next? Like what's going to be the next one that we achieve? Um, what are the shadow? What was the, the shadow sides of the blue sides? What, yeah. yeah what, this feels like there's like those? some like childhood trauma uh, related to this. <laughs> <laughs> so if we, if we look at the shadows, it's like the things that put the brakes on And Emily Nagaski in her book, come as you are talks about the brakes and the accelerator model in sexuality. So they're the things that are like fuel to the fire of your sexuality. And then the things that are like putting the brakes on. And if you think about a car, if we have the brake on with the accelerator, you're still not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so the shadow aspects are those things that put the brakes on and keep us from fully, you know, speeding down the racetrack. So energetic shadow is that they're so sensitive that they short circuit. So I don't know any of you listening ever have that, like you're in the middle of sex and all of a sudden it's just like, everything goes numb or you fly out of your body because it was like too much, too quick. It overwhelmed your system. And so there's a lower capacity for the physicality of sex. 
and a higher chance that you will dissociate during sex. And oftentimes energetics have the most trauma. You talked about childhood trauma. They, they have the most trauma in their history, but that's what developed the hypersensitive nervous system is mm. that. So there's a hypervigilance that happens. The sensual shadow is getting in your head and not being able to get in your body. So it's like, oh God, that pillow is crooked. Oh, I forgot about that call. His breath smells bad. Or like, I didn't shave my vagina today. Exactly. I didn't <laughs> yeah. shave today. Like, is everything smelling okay? Like, those are all <laughs> the sensual shadow pieces. Um, you know, being, don't liking mess, just th- those kinds of things. And then they pull you away from the pleasure that's actually in your body. The sexual shadow is sex equals X, Y, Z. And if that's not happening, then it's not sex. And they also get very fixated on the end goal and not focused on the journey and what's happening in the moment. It's like, get to that goal so I can relax, mm-hmm. get to that goal. So everything feels okay. Um, kinky is shame, deep shame about their desires because they're on the edge. They're on the taboo. And mm-hmm. so the shame is most likely to come up there. And then in the shapeshifter, it's that I'm too much or that I'm too complex. Um, I often say, no, you're just erotically sophisticated and very erotically intelligent. Um, Oh God, don't give her that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're most starving because they can shapeshift to be anything for any lover. And so they'll shapeshift to be what the other person wants. And then they're not being fully fed in their full glory of their erotic. (laughs) Those are just a few of the shadows, but gives you a touch. That's interesting, though. I mean, those all really make sense to me. And like the the way you describe each of the blueprints, the shadows like really, it really checks out in my head. Yeah, when you were <laughs> first explaining it, I was like, um, like, let's say you're kinky and you want your partner to, you know, wear like a thong or something. Right. And so like he puts a thong on. But then he says, like, ho, 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 I'm Santa. And you're like, uh, that's not what I wanted. You know what I mean? Like, like, like turns it into something that's, like, not that's what you silly. wanted. Right. Maybe because they're uncomfortable, right? So sometimes right. silliness during sex, we giggle, we laugh because it's a way to, to relieve the discomfort that we have in our own heads. And and so, you know, like give them kudos again, say something positive. Like, I love that you like put on the thong and then tried the thing. And here's what would make it a 10 for me next time. <laughs> no Santa, no Santa reenactment. No, no Santa. <laughs> but I do it like it really, it really just annoys me because I feel like I'm not, try- I'm going to try not to be graphic, but I feel like it's the majority, you know, men, when you're having sex, they in order for it to be done like they need to like finish you know and like but sometimes girls just don't they just lie and I'm like I don't know I don't understand like why why that happens so often because like the stats are just like staggering it's like 75 percent or something wild yeah yeah I think the last I read it was like around 76 percent something yeah fake orgasm. And I always say you, you have to stop doing that. And the reason we are training our partners to not give us what we want in that, because they think that we're pleased. I can't tell you how many times a partner is shocked to go, you're dissatisfied. And the person's like, I've been dissatisfied for years. I've never even had an orgasm. And they're like, what? Yeah. And and that's, it's common. It's so common. And I think it's because we're trained not to have a voice 
we're trying not to speak up about it. And it, like I said, in the beginning, like we don't want to hurt the egos of our partners. And, and I think that we are in this limited definition of sex, sex goes slot a slot, or we do the, you know, kiss, make out, mm-hmm. then we go mm-hmm. to the next base, you know, that sort of like home run thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like, so not, that is not what equals pleasurable sex. No, you know what? That's like um, that's like fourth grade math, and we're into <laughs> geometry now. Okay, exactly, like, exactly. Can't. And if you're an energetic, like we're into like sacred geometry on multiple dimensions and most people exactly. never even like understand. You're what in calculus. The heck is going on. <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of feedback about the second episode. I don't want to give away a lot, but you know, there I'm demonstrating an energetic exchange with my partner in that episode. And people are just like, what is going on? What, like what's happening there? And it's because I've cultivated for many years, the sacred geometry, you know, the, the geom- I've just studied this for so long that yeah. we're not long doing fourth grade math anymore. And that's what people are seeing. I honestly think people are going to be so relieved to hear that someone who has done as much work as you, who's a sex expert had a moment in your relationship where you were like, something's not working. I, my partner is not wanting to have sex with me. I've done everything right according to myself. But I think that will, a lot of our listeners are going to feel very, um, almost empowered knowing that it's not something about them or something to mm-hmm. even take super personally that it could simply be that it's different blueprints and you have to work at it. Yeah different blueprints or any number of things, you know, also moms who've had babies and that whole journey, like how that affects your body and your hormones or how aging or menopause, like there's just so many things. And I think we think we should be orgasmic and know everything and be like the best lovers ever. And then we live in a culture where there's no sex education. (laughs) We live in a culture that goes like, go back to work. Don't, you know, you don't have time to heal or or a culture that also teaches us that we're not whole already, like you're whole and complete. And we, even when I'm talking about all these different orgasmic possibilities, it's simply an unlearning again, that mm-hmm. shows you that you're whole and complete the way that you are. And we all get to be perfect and a growth in progress at the same time. That's really powerful. I mean, I grew up, the culture I grew up in was very much like, don't have sex. If you have sex, you're giving your, a part of yourself away and you're not a full person. Like there is such a, so much shame around it. And I think a lot of people grow up with that. And even if they leave that culture, they find something that really connects with them. There's still that voice that lives there. You know, it's like a lot of unlearning to do to take the shame out of sex. Yeah. And I think an interesting thing about those voices, I grew up Catholic, you know, all the same thing, like Catholic school girl, keep your legs closed, everything crossed, don't tempt anyone with your, you know, sexual (laughs) self, all those messages. And I think it's important that we take those voices in our heads that are saying those things. And we actually listen to them instead of trying to like push them away, get rid of them. Cause they're just going to keep getting louder and go, okay, like I'm listening. I'm here with you. What is it that you want me to know? Mm-hmm. And you start to like, listen and integrate. That's how we integrate these parts of ourselves that we may not see as positive now, mm-hmm. but oftentimes they're trying to keep us safe. I mean, yeah. 
when we were young, that kept us in the tribe of our family or church or whatever. And so they have a positive intent oftentimes, but until we can listen to them and integrate them, they run amok in our minds. That's a really good point. You're the first person that's ever put it into that perspective. (laughs) For, for everybody that's listening, if they want to, let's say, um, get your book for a friend or, (laughs) you know, send the quiz, get their quiz from a friend to show to their partner, where can everybody get information on what you do? Mm -hmm. The blueprint breakthrough is the website to take the quiz, the blueprint breakthrough, um, if you go to jaya.love, and my name is spelled J-A-I-Y-A dot love, L-O-V-E, that's my website. But Blueprint, the, the Blueprint Breakthrough is where to go to get the quiz for a friend. For, yeah, <laughs> for a friend who might need one. Um, thank you, Jaya, so much for coming on the podcast and chatting. I know we could both probably talk to you for many more hours, but I know you have other things to do. Um, so thanks for your time. And yeah, thank you so much. Sex, love and Such goop. Cause it's pretty amazing. Thank you for having me. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. 
Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more like at home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. All right. Um, okay, so the, the episode that I recently watched, which is the second episode, and she kind of referenced it in the interview, when she and her husband are doing, like, the energetic... Orgasm? Yeah. Yeah. I... Is that possible for us? Like, do you think we can get there? I don't mean together. I, I was mean- like, okay, <laughs> like live podcast. Um, no, I just, to be that comfortable and connected with your partner, like, I don't know that I could ever do that. I know. Well, no, I think I, I think you could. No, no, no. I, no, I really don't think. You don't think I so? I think I'd be so in my head if I was in front of anybody. I want to try. Not on, I'm saying if you were on camera or oh, like in oh, front of oh, a yeah, couple. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm on camera like, is a whole nother story. That's wild. But I think in the privacy of your own bedroom, I think it's doable. <laughs> Please. Yeah. <laughs> try that energetic and let me know how it goes. I'd be willing to like try and like, you know, learn or whatever. I don't know if Red Star would be like down <laughs> for the down for the cause. Um. Anyways, she's so cool. I love her. Um. And I think Mark has an email. I do indeed. It's an anonymous one. My sister's been seeing this guy for about nine months. He makes her happy, but there's some serious red flags. He doesn't know his limits and when not to give his opinion. Some things he says are pretty offensive to the point where we're all looking around hoping the people around us didn't hear him. Sometimes people are too blinded by the good things to see the bad, but I don't know if it's my place to tell her. Is there a way to express the concern without making her feel like I don't support her or would you just not say anything at all? Okay, wait. Say it just uh, the sister's boyfriend of nine months. Sister's just gives boyfriend his of p- nine opinion months. Opinion too much. Very loud. Sounds like he's very loud and defensive, and some of his opinions are not very um, widely accepted. And so they're worried that people are going to hear him. It's like an embarrassing. He sounds like a bit of a blowhard. Like an embarrassing uncle. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, you're out in public and he's being loud and obnoxious and kind of offensive. You can't say anything. You just can't. 
I don't know. It's not like she's, I would just be like, Hey, I would have a one-on-one conversation with your sister and be like, Hey, do, do you ever feel, you know, thrown off by some of his comments, especially like in public? Like, do those things bother you? And she's going to be like, no, do they bother you? And you'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and if then, you can't, if you can't be honest with your own sister, yeah. if you can't expect honesty from your own sister, who can you expect it from? But, it's but not it's like, a, you know, you're not going to lose your sister. You're going to lose a friend no, or whatever. No, but it's like, it's not about being honest. It's like that maybe that's her taste. Maybe she likes that he's a loud mouth and he has an opinion. You know what I mean? Like, what, how are you to say what she likes and what she doesn't like? It's not, you're not dating him. Then if you but don't. that'll be covered. That, she'll, she'll say that. Look, you have a sister. Yeah. You have a boyfriend. Yeah. Robbie's fantastic. So this is purely fantasy. But if your sister said to you, look, Robbie's a little loud sometimes. He's a little obnoxious. And I don't agree with what he says. And are you sure about this? Wouldn't you want to hear that from your sister? I'd be like, sorry, I like it. Okay, fine. But at least now your sister has said what she needs to say and you can both move on from there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to be pissed and like disown my sister or anything like that. Right, right, right. right. I also am so it's so it's so hard because it's kind of vague. Like, what are the things that he's saying? Like, are they things that like like, inappropriate? Like, yeah, get on the slide up your skirt or like whatever. (laughs) What? Slide up your skirt? Okay. Um, Yeah. Is he going to is he saying he's going to slide up the skirt or? Or is he saying like, is he making like loud comments on the political spectrum? It's just kind of like, what what are the boundaries? What do I know? I read it more of a political Political thing. thing. And so for me, it's kind of like, we all have differences in that area. And sometimes there's people who are just louder than other people. And I think if if you feel like it's something that your sister likes, or he's always like that, and it doesn't bother her, or maybe she has the same thoughts and beliefs, then it might not even be worth saying anything because she's choosing to be with him, seeing him and hearing him say these things. So, yeah, I mean, unless it's directly offending you, I don't, I mean, I just learned my lesson at the ripe old age of 21, voicing my opinion about a friend's significant other. And it bit me in the arse and I will never do it again. Friend is different than sister. I, I get what you're saying, but it's still, I don't know. They're, they don't, they've only been dating nine months. They could break up tomorrow. Like, it's like, save your tears. No, now is the time to say something before she's too deeply entrenched and realize she's made a huge mistake. Mm. I don't know. They're in the first year. So maybe after the first year, she'll be like, what have I been doing? I've been right. blinded by the honeymoon stage. And I'm like with this loser who talks loudly. Right. About like everything. She might be like in the ween stage where she's like, what do they think? Dickmatized. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that a thing? Yeah. Digmatized. <laughs> that feels like. <laughs> I just got a new vocabulary word. Like week. she's like, you know, like in that phase. And then the minute that goes away, she's like, oof, this is not my guy. <laughs> Bye. I think you're planting a seed. And when he's obnoxious in public in the future, your sister is going to be like, oh, yeah, boy, she's kind of right about this. At first, she'll feel defensive. But after, as the weeks go on, she'll be like, wow, he is a bit of a dick, isn't he? And then success. Yeah. I almost wonder if you wait until there's a moment where you say something that challenges him and it's kind of like you speak up as loud as he does about something that you're passionate about. And then 
if if there's a conflict there, then you can have that conversation. But I don't know. I mean, different strokes for different folks, people. Maybe I'm being a pessimist here, but I don't think this is something that can be fixed. Right. Like, I feel like if you bring it to like if the sister says to the guy like, hey, you're you know, you're kind of loud, like not a lot of guys go like, you know what? You're right. Right. I'm going to pipe it down. Right. Like, like, <laughs> Let me bite I, my tongue next time. I, I'm I'm a loud person <laughs> and uh, I I get told I'm loud all the time and I have a really hard time keeping it under control. But you're so, not a rude like not, you're excited and nice and kind. So you're I, not I, this guy, you. Easton. Thank you very much. But I, I do. I talk over people sometimes. I interrupt my my poor uh, wife all the goddamn time, and uh, it's hard to keep it under control. And I'm not, you know, and I don't have strong opinions about almost anything. But so guys like that, I just feel like you got to either accept it or or find someone else. I would just say, be glad that you're not dating him and recognize yes, that yes. that is not the person that you want to be with or be around and just spend as little time as possible that you have to with him. And hopefully your sister, I mean, I have a friend who's has a, an in-law who is very outspoken and loud and she's just kind of like, it is what it is. You know, my sister married him and I'm not married to him. Thank God. Right. And that's kind of like how you have to kind of, that's just life, I think. And especially with siblings and family, sometimes people end up with people that you don't necessarily like you want to choose for them or for yourself. Right, so, right. but it's like, that's again, like 31 flavors, pick yours. I love Baskin Robbins. I do too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's great advice, but I would just say limit your time with him and, did you eat ice cream this weekend? I always eat ice cream. Oh, you do? Yeah. Did you have pies? Yeah, I always have pies. No, I did have pies, though. Hmm. Pies are the best. Yeah, you love a pie. I do love a pie. Have you ever had a lemon, a lemon cream pie? Yes, fantastic. I'm going to tell you something. I don't like lemon-flavored anything. No. Lemon cream pie is like... Ugh, it's like heaven in your mouth it is so delicious yeah. i don't understand how it's so good that clip that she's gonna make of you just rolling your eyes back <laughs> with your mouth open. Yeah. crystal have fun crystal yeah. enjoy the content <laughs> God, i just like i forget about lemon cream pie and just what a treat yeah thanksgiving is where pie really gets to shine you know did you have like um mm -hmm. did you have a traditional thanksgiving food mm -hmm. i weirdly grew up i'd never liked traditional food but as i've gotten older i really enjoy it and i had two plates and then i had leftovers later that night nice it was so intense <laughs> i felt I have, so ill i have leftovers for lunch in my bag right now what are they uh, i took a pita and i put turkey in it and stuffing and cranberry in it and i rolled oh. it up Wow. Mm, I oh, love cranberry sauce is good. Yeah. It really makes it all come together. Mm -hmm. I made sweet potato casserole. You would love it. It has just like marshmallows. Uh, I put candied um, cornflakes in it. <laughs> I don't like candied things, but cornflakes. Or brown I sugar like. cornflakes. Oh, okay. It's all like right. this carrot souffle from Delilah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was really, really delicious. I ate so much. I've never had any type of casserole in my entire life. Okay. I am not a casserole person. Like if someone was like, 
I did not grow up on casseroles, but like sweet potato casserole. It's a treat. Corn casserole, green bean casserole, all really good, especially on Thanksgiving specifically. I dream of trying it someday. I feel like it's something I'd be really into. I dream. Aim high. <laughs> I can make that dream come true for you, Easton. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you're going to regret saying that, Becca. <laughs> I will not leave you alone. Yeah, until next I get that Thanksgiving, casserole. I'll make you all your own casseroles. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, well, on that note, it's time. I know. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm still in a food coma because I feel like I had so many things that I wanted to like talk about, but I can save it for next week too, because they're mostly about like end of year things, just thoughts. Oh yeah. Just like goals and stuff. Yeah. Just like thoughts. It's not even December yet. Plenty of time. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, we love you all. We'll be here next Monday and we hope to see you here there. Yeah. December 1st sucks because they're raising my rent a hundred bucks. Mm. I what a downer Such way a d- to end the podcast. I know. You know what? I'm sorry I did that. What's something happy? Uh, Becca is drinking liquids in the studio. There's a ha- there's a plus. That's her- happy. And it's December 1st. It's the greatest time of the year. We've talked about it. The lights are on the houses. It's a beautiful time. It's the best time. And it's Hanukkah. Yeah. You know what? There is just so much to be thankful for. There's always stuff to be grateful for. Yeah. And on that note, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit we're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better H-E-L-P. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.